Get real about safety. Welcome to the Get Real About Safety podcast. In our podcast, we discuss the new view of safety, what works and what doesn't work, to break down old paradigms and help you improve safety performance in your organization. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Pam, and we appreciate you listening. Please share and subscribe and tell others about this podcast. You can find us on most podcast platforms and also on YouTube. Hope everybody's doing great. It is a gorgeous spring-like day today on February 24th, 2021. Sun is out, birds are singing. I do think maybe the groundhog was right, at least for the South. We're going to have a early springtime. So hope everybody's enjoying it. Hope it's great where you are. Today's episode is titled, Get Real About Safety, the same title as this podcast. We've had a lot of people that have asked, what does that mean? Why do you call it Get Real? Real is an acronym, and we use it as a change management model. And it's really based on the four top things that people are looking for out of the workplace in order to motivate them to give more discretionary effort. And this is really based on a study. It's based on an extremely large study, in fact, the largest and most statistically valid study ever conducted anywhere uh, in the country. Now, this study is actually published in a book called The Enthusiastic Employee. And this book has been out for a number of years and you can actually get that right off of uh, Amazon. But in that study, and and I'll warn you before you get the book, it is the actual scientific study. So it is a very academic read. Lots of numbers, lots of percentages, lots of graphs and charts. But when you really read the book and you dissect it and you boil it down to its essential content, what people say they are looking for out of the workplace beyond fair pay with increases are about 17 things. Now, we're going to talk about the top four during this podcast, but let's just talk about pay. Pay is a baseline motivator. And that's all it is. People need more than that to motivate them. Now, that being said, people need pay. And let's not kid ourselves. People have to have fair pay with increases. But beyond that, if you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, people need more than that. And to have an environment where people want to give more discretionary effort on their part, We've got to do more than just hand them a paycheck. In fact, handing someone a paycheck and expecting them to go above and beyond doing anything is ridiculous. Uh, That that is not leadership. That is, it is leadership. It's transactional leadership, but it's not transformational leadership. And we'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later on in this uh, podcast. So why is real important? You can't motivate people. The best you can do is create an environment of motivation. So that being said, it's not possible to reach a level of excellence in safety or anything else if people are not engaged. Employee engagement can be defined as a passionate and emotional 
commitment to the organization that causes them to want to give more discretionary effort. Now, if you look at definitions of leadership, and there are all kinds of definitions of leadership, but here's one from Dwight D. Eisenhower, and I love this definition. Leadership is the ability to enlist the willing cooperation of people to achieve desired results. Now, I want you to think about that just a minute. What a great statement. It is the ability to enlist the willing cooperation of people to achieve desired results. In other words, it's not about pushing people. It's not about forcing people. It's about pulling people. It is about creating an environment, creating a culture where people want to do more. They want to give more discretionary effort. Unfortunately, in so many organizations, all of the 17 things that were in that study tend to get violated, and especially the top four. Now, if you really think about it, organizations do a lot to disengage people, and especially in safety. And that's because of what we call the old crime and punishment model that views everything as a safety crime, whether it is a human error, whether it is something system-induced, or what have you. Everything's a safety crime, and it's all based on blame the worker. Now, also, it, it's because of what we also call a bad apple model in human performance. That's where organizations think they have these perfect systems, but they have these imperfect people that don't fit into their perfect system. Well, we all know that's a fallacy. Nothing in the workplace is perfect. Plans are not perfect. Schedules are not perfect. Budgets are not perfect. Nothing is perfect in the workplace. And so when the employee makes a mistake, the tendency is to look at it as it's all the worker. And what it does, it creates a blame culture. We cannot hope to have people engage themselves in a blame culture. Think about this too. When we're asking people to do the safety stuff, you're actually asking people to do a little bit more than what they probably normally do and take more time to take more effort and so now we're asking people to do more for the same amount of pay and not meeting many of the needs that people have under Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now, another reason for that is just a total lack of understanding about human error, the difference between human error and a violation. The two are completely different and the two have to be treated differently. The response from management has to be completely different but it's this lack of understanding of human performance and human error that leads to these crime and punishment, bad apple model type safety models that tend to just simply disengage people. So let's talk about REAL. Again, that's an acronym that we use as a change management model, and it's based on that study. And it represents the four top things that people are looking for out of the workplace beyond fair pay with increases. The first one, the R, stands for respect. Respect. In fact, respect is the number one motivator. If you even look at things like lean, years ago, when lean started, the basic premise of lean and lean processes was respect for people. Respect for people over machines. Respect for people over schedules because people do the work. People want to be respected. They want to be respected for who they are, for what they bring to the table. They want to be respected for their skills. 
And they want management and their supervisors to respect them enough to listen to them, to act on their concerns, to ask them where their difficulties are, to ask them where their complications are, to get the roadblocks out of the way, to get the barriers out of their path so that they can actually do what they're paid to do. Unfortunately, oftentimes we in safety and we in management pile a lot of obstacles in front of the workers. So respect, you know, people want to be asked, where are your difficulties? They want to be asked, where are you having to get by? Where are you having to improvise? And depending on fear levels of the organization, they're not going to just step up and tell us that stuff unless someone asks them about it. So respect is huge. Number two is the E. The E stands for equity. People want to be treated fairly. They want to be treated equally. They want to be in an environment where one person is not treated differently than another person for the same thing. Now, that also goes for things like nepotism, favoritism, and all this buddy-buddy stuff. There is absolutely nothing that will destroy a culture any quicker than old Joe over here gets treated differently than Bill because old Joe is somebody's brother-in-law or he's somebody's cousin or he's somebody's buddy. That absolutely is poison in any culture. And if you're looking to create a culture of excellence, you need to put every effort that you have in rooting that out of your organization. There's no place for that in any organization. If you really want people to be engaged, get rid of that stuff. Now, that being said, Equity has a lot to do with disciplinary action. That people are not punished for things that they are not responsible for. In other words, one of them is human error. People can't choose to make an error or not make an error. Error is completely different than a violation, which is a willful decision. Now, that being said, the response to human error is completely different too. You know, we, we all know the old crime and punishment, write people up and firearm stuff that goes along with uh, everything being a violation. But human error is not something people can control. And it requires what we call consequence control. So how do we control the consequences of when they make a mistake so that we don't have a bad outcome? Unfortunately, the lack of understanding of human error leads to what we call a blame, shame, and retrain model. Now that being said, not all violations are punishable either. There are different gradients of violations. And you know, I've got a whole podcast on, uh, it's called the gorilla in the room. It's about culpability and determining culpability to, to make a, a fairer accountability system for the workers and really for management too. But some things are system-induced. Things within the operating system itself can increase the chance of errors or increase the chance of people doing at-risk behaviors or taking shortcuts. Many things. When schedules are too compressed or too accelerated, causing people to rush, they're going to make mistakes. Here's what else they do. They will take shortcuts. You can count on it that they will take shortcuts. Sometimes schedules drive fatigue. Same thing. Not only does it increase the chance of errors, but people will exert less energy. They will exert less effort. When people are tired, they will necessarily exert less effort. So to blame the worker for being fatigued from a schedule that, that is driving that fatigue is non-productive. 
It requires fixing our schedules. It requires fixing our staffing. It requires fixing our budgeting and a lot of other things. I tell you, I'm getting ready to do a podcast here soon titled, You Don't Have a Safety Problem. Because the fact is, most of the time, what's coined as a safety problem is not a safety problem at all. It is usually an organizational problem, an operating system problem. Equity in procedural justice, how people are treated, is everything. People should not be punished for things they can't control. They should not be punished for human error. They should not be punished for things that are system-induced. Now, there is a place for punishment, and I'm not going to regurgitate the entire culpability podcast on here, but there is a very small percentage of things that are willfully egregious behaviors out there, and if those require punishment, then punish them. The problem is, under the old crime and punishment model, everything is looked at as a violation, and that is just simply not true, and that's one of the reasons people disengage themselves. The A stands for acknowledgement. Probably the least thing that we do in the American management system. People want to know, am I going up, down, left, right? Somebody tell me something. But unfortunately, too often people are just kind of left dangling out in the workplace, not given an adequate degree of feedback, and also not reinforced for the things that they're doing right. You know, acknowledgement goes to a very deep human need. It goes to a deep human need of acceptance. People want to be part of a team, feel part of a family. They want to be in an environment where supervisors and management notice what people are doing right, not just harping on the things that they're doing wrong. Again, in safety, here's what most workers hear. What you did wrong, what you did wrong, what you did wrong, what you did wrong. Now you can imagine that if you were in that person's shoes, how demotivating and disengaging that could be. We all know that for everything somebody does wrong, they probably did several things right. How often do they get the credit for the things that they're actually doing right? And I'll tell you this, we spend a lot of time in organizational culture assessments and we probe that a lot. Here's what I hear from workers. When you ask the question, I know you probably hear about a lot of things you do wrong in safety. How often do you hear about what you're doing right? Here's what I hear, never or rarely ever. Every now and then somebody goes, well, I got a pretty good supervisor and they kind of naturally do that. But for the most part, there is a huge imbalance of failure to reinforce the right behaviors and negative reinforcement for the wrong behaviors. Now, here's the thing about that. Negative reinforcement just tells people what we don't want. It don't tell them what we do want. Reinforcing the things we do want tells them this is what we want. This is what's going to get attention. This is what's going to get praise. But when people are just left out there dangling or all they're getting is negative reinforcement, it causes a lot of problems. I'll tell you what's worse than not getting positive reinforcement or just receiving negative reinforcement is getting no reinforcement at all. Because out in the workplace, there are naturally occurring consequences that are positive, like saving time, less effort, more comfortable, and a number of other things that are positive reinforcement for the worker to not take the extra time, to not expend the extra effort. If we don't balance that out by reinforcing the things that we want, 
those naturally occurring consequences have a tendency to shape the behavior of our workers in a direction that we probably don't want it to go. So acknowledgement is huge. Part of human performance, in fact, the sixth principle of human performance is that people achieve high levels of performance based on encouragement and reinforcement. Think about that and think about the systems that you have in place. Do we have the systems in place to reinforce the right behaviors? The fourth one is leadership. That's what the L stands for, is leadership. Leaders need to lead. They need to walk the talk, practice what they preach, be clear about their expectations, and that's what people want. People need that. They don't just want it, they need it in order to be effective. Now, if you think about how many organizations actually develop leaders, it's about that much. It's a very small amount uh, of companies that actually provide leadership training and development. At best, many companies simply throw somebody through a leadership course for a few hours, and then supposedly they're knighted as leaders. And we all know that's a bunch of bull. Leaders have to be developed. You can't just throw somebody in the class and give them a few words of encouragement uh, and tell them to go out and do this and do that, and all of a sudden now they're a leader. Leaders have to be coached. They have to be developed. How many companies actually do that? Does your company do that? If you don't, I would encourage you to think about it. But leadership is huge. Now, there's a difference between what we would call transactional leadership and transformational leadership. Transactional leaders cannot hope to gain engagement of employees. A transactional leader is one who, I give you money, you do the job. Now, that transactional leader also is asking people to do extra things. I give you money, not only do you do the job, but do a bunch of extra stuff for us too. That's not gonna work. That's not gonna engage people. Transformational leaders, however, they capture the hearts and minds of people. They provide an environment of motivation based on those four areas of respect, equity, acknowledgement, and leadership. They transform people. They transform the level of engagement that people have and get amazing results. So if you wanna create a good culture, you wanna create an effective safety culture, here'd be my tip. Use real respect, equity, acknowledgement, and leadership as a model for creating your culture. You will see amazing results if you do that. Well, this is a short podcast today, but I really want it to be short. Sometimes we do these long podcasts, and sometimes I think it's better we just have a short, hard-hitting, quick-to-the-point takeaway that people can take away and start developing an effective safety culture in your organization. So I hope you got something out of it. Enjoy your day, folks. See you down the road. Thank you. Bye-bye.